Aloha, my name is Chris Morales. I'm one of the pastors here at New Owner Baptist Church, and you're listening to Family Talk. Family Talk is a podcast of our church, and it's a compilation of membership memoirs of New Owner Baptist, and we're sharing testimonies to the glory of God, life lessons, stories, and gems for the next generation. Today is June 24th, 2022, and I'm sitting here today with... Janet Chin. That's right. Janet Chin, a beloved sister, friend, uh, staff member here at the church, and so much more, which you're, you're going to get to hear about more later in the, in the ways that she uh, serves here at the church. But just in case you're wondering if through our conversation you hear hammers, uh, drills, power drills going on, there's, there's construction going on downstairs, and they're actually working on your office. Yes. So we're not complaining. We're excited. Yeah. I, 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 that must be exciting for you, right? Something new, a change. <laughs> yes. But yeah, so if you hear those things, uh, hopefully it doesn't uh, hinder you from, from hearing the, the gems that Janet is going to share with us today. But that's what's going on. This is real life time. Um, we're actually upstairs near my study, and they did some construction in this area. So it's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sooner than later, Lord willing, he's going to bless us with um, some new offices downstairs that uh, Janet's going to be working in. But anyway, um, before we kind of just get through everything, uh, it's about brunchish time right now. How are you doing? You said you were mentioning earlier it's, it's been kind of a full morning already for mm-hmm. you, huh? Yes, it has. Uh, there's still a lot that I have to do before I leave today, but mm. uh, yeah. Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays are the busiest days in the office. Why I scheduled it for Friday, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But here we are. Yes, Here we are. The Lord will make time for us to do whatever he wills. That's right. And you said you attended a funeral this morning? Yes. uh, For one of our longtime MAC members, and for those of you who do not know what MAC is, that's the Main and Advisory Council of the Hawaii Baptist Academy. Um, It was... That's okay. We, 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 it's okay if you forgot. <laughs> no, it, it's, it's more emotional because uh, oh, let's see. the service was for Betty Ellard. Oh. Her and her husband, uh, I've known for maybe 25, 30 years. Oh, wow. They were very instrumental in my life into leading me to do missions. And for my service through NAM, becoming a missionary in Mission Service Corps. Mm. And without them helping me along as a young Christian, I don't think I really would have understood fully what missions was really about. Because it doesn't mean you have to go to a foreign country. And when we talk about missions, Everybody is thinking, oh, we'll go to the ends of the earth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But they told me, you don't have to. You can do it right here at home. There's so many needs here at home. And, mm-hmm. and now to see that that generation has passed on, that left such an imprint on my life. Wow. Uh, but there was a very sweet remembrance of her during that time. And then at the end of the service, the pastor said, 
Betty was not a very affectionate person in that she didn't give hugs and kisses all the time. Mm. But to honor her and what she would want to have done on your way as you leave the service, please take one of these. And he held up one of the kisses that had uh, the ca chocolate candy kiss. Okay, okay. And there was a bowl in the back that everybody was supposed to help themselves to take one, take two. How many kisses do you want from her? You know? <laughs> oh, and that was sweet. so sweet. Oh. oh, yeah. So yeah, that this was. Is, this is audio recording, but I wish you guys could see Janet's face right now. Just love you, sister. That's, that is awesome, though, right? I mean, the, the, the men and women God's placed in front of us mm -hmm. to be just to live such exemplary lives for the kingdom and to think that those 25 30 years the life they live the impact it's made on you because i know you sister in that you do have a heart for the gospel for missions but not just missions overseas but evangelism in your own mm -hmm. apartment building i mean we've had many conversations this year already about your own personal evangelism mm -hmm. and and those are things i'm just as we go through this conversation i i I do want to take the time to pause and, and pull on those threads because praise God for that. I mean, that that's the whole purpose of this podcast. I mean, the conversations. I mean, uh, Deuteronomy 6 is always fresh in my heart where he says, you know, you shall teach your children diligently, speaking of the ways mm -hmm. of the Lord, the word of the Lord. And then he says, you shall talk to them when you sit, when you rise. And, and these are things like Psalm 78. It says that we're not to hide them from our children. We, we got to tell the next generation. And so as, you know, the brother who passed, or sister who passed, sister, sister who Betty. passed away, right? Her, her life testimony and her not hiding that, but sending that to you, our hope and prayer is that if you're listening to this and um, that you would even see from Janet's life and take these things to heart and, and just kind of keep passing that on from one generation to the next. And that's one of the reasons why I get really excited to have these conversations, and and so um, I'm just so moved by your heart and and seeing how it's flowing out of your tears right now. Praise God for that. Um, but let's 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 go ahead. Let's go ahead and and, and talk and uh, kind of see where the Spirit leads us. So, can you tell uh, me and the listeners just how long have you been a Christian? Oh, gee, I think I'm getting so old. I forgot. Uh, I accepted Christ. Back in 1987, mm. 86 or 87, okay. uh, I was baptized in 1987. Okay. I remember my daughter was in the sixth grade, I think. So she said she had accepted Christ at um, one of our youth camps that she attended. Okay. And then. Uh, so that's about 35 years then. Yeah, yeah. about 35 years. Praise God. Yeah. Praise God. So can, can we can we talk about that a little bit? So like, you said you got, you were saved in '87. Um, did you hear the gospel here, or how? Where where was that? Like how how did when when how did that happen? Oh, I don't know. I think God was just tugging at me. Um, my daughter was born in 19. 74. Okay. She started attending school in 1980, kindergarten. So when we were looking for a school for okay, her. So this is much later than in your life when you. Oh, got saved. yes. Okay. I okay. was 43 by the time I was baptized. Oh, and, and, and just to clarify, baptized into this church? 
Yes, I okay. was baptized okay. at this church. I became a member of this church and have not left the church. All right, except God. for times in between. Which, okay. You know. Okay. So, eighty-seven was a year, um, and your daughter was about ten years old. Or? Well, she was yeah, eight, mm, seventy-four, eighty-four. Okay, a little bit more. Maybe in her teens. She was thirteen. Thirteen. You were forty-three, and so so yeah. T- so 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 I'm assuming you heard the gospel preached here then. No, actually, it started at Central Baptist Church because she was attending HBA. Okay, okay. She attended HBA from kindergarten, so at every event they had, we heard it. And then uh, the pastor at Central Baptist Church called upon us. He came to our house. He called us on the phone. Um, I wouldn't talk to him. Even when he came, he did a cold call, which is just coming to the house unannounced. Oh, so wow. he came and he was right downstairs because I lived in a condo then mm-hmm. and I wouldn't let him in. I, <laughs> I didn't even go down to greet him. But you knew he was down there. <laughs> and he was trying to talk to me about oh. it. He was with several other members of the uh, Central Baptist at the time. His daughter is now, um, I believe, the BCM uh, coordinator in Hilo. Oh, okay. Do you remember the name of the pastor? Just. That's okay. His last name is Bice. Okay. okay. I, I can't remember well, what God his, for his first boldness name was. And his faithfulness. Okay, so so you're hearing the gospel through the through HBAs. Yes. Uh, what was that like? Like presentations, programs. All their programs. Okay. You know when well, they had uh, Mayday programs, they had uh, um, things that the class would do in school Mm -hmm. that they allowed the parents to come and watch wow very neat and they always gave glory to god and talked (sighs) about him and you know and i'm sitting there like okay that's (laughs) nice so that was the time those were the means that god was sowing those seeds and um you're hearing it through those hba programs and then you what you went to attend a program at central yes they had how the pastor got got my name and address and yeah and then he started to make visits you didn't want to go down just yet (laughs) but you but so that that's well i just want to i just want to pause on that really quick because we do have a lot of hba families and representatives Mm -hmm. at our church and so if you're listening to this and you're a teacher because i know we still got some teachers right that are um faithfully working at the school right now i just hope and pray that that really encourages you that the programs you guys are putting on, being faithful to proclaiming the gospel message yes. that Christ saves sinners mm-hmm. and call, and calls them to himself, salvation by faith in him. Like, you never know how that's landing on the parents. Mm-hmm. And that's just an encouragement to me. I mean, so so just wanted to pause and kind of encourage uh, our brothers and sisters who are at the school right now. Um, and also... Yeah. You may not know in your lifetime what your words have meant or what your actions have meant to mm-hmm. any one particular mm-hmm. person. Pastor Bice, I don't know if he ever knew that I became a Christian. Wow. He has since passed away. And so I don't know if, I know he's with Jesus now, so he mm-hmm. knows that I became a Christian, that I wow. know Jesus. So I know he wow, knows, but I don't know in his earthly life right. if he ever came to know that you know i finally did accept jesus and that's a word of encouragement for me i mean just being a being on the pastoral staff and how often you try to visit you try to share 
and it doesn't appear like it's going anywhere. You you never know. You never know. And that's the that's the beauty of this, right? It's it's all the power of God. It's all by the Spirit. It's all by the Word. Yes. And so, lovely. Let's let's keep the narrative going. So you, the the gospel seeds were sown through HBA programs. Um, Central Baptist Pastor Vice was pursuing you, and so continue on from there. Like because at that point you didn't you weren't saved just yet. No. But, okay. So keep keep going. This it was good. like I didn't want any part of it. Like I'm doing fine. Yes. You know. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I would go to all these HBA activities. There were the uh, sports booster club mm. activities. Mm-hmm. I was involved with the HBA fun fair organizing and planning mm. with Andy Young. And <laughs> you know, there were so many Christians around me, yet I did not see that I had a need for wow. Christ. Holy yeah, boy, it just, that's big. Yeah. But I did notice, uh, I remember there was a dinner or something at, at the high school. HBA high school and I kept looking at all these people coming in I knew they were Christians but what I didn't realize was I don't know what they have that I was looking at I could see like there's something they have that I want but I don't know what that is I don't know how to get it you know and um, the gospel was presented to me to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and I didn't think that would work, so that right. was not for me. Okay, okay. Yeah, it just, I, wow. how people act makes a big difference mm-hmm. in a non-Christian mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And all I have to say is, and I, I'm really very guilty of this, people are watching no matter what you do. You That's think right. you may be alone. And sometimes, even for myself now, even though I do love Jesus, I don't always do what I'm supposed to do mm. and even say what I'm supposed to say. Yeah. Yeah. Like I could be sitting next to somebody at the bus stop and not even share Jesus or tell them that Jesus lives. Right. You know, and missed opportunities <laughs> like that. Well, pr- I mean, amen to that. I mean... Let your light so shine before men that they'll see your good deeds, good works. But then also praise the Father. So, yeah, the word and deed, like they got to hear the gospel message, mm-hmm. right? Romans, uh, faith comes from hearing, hearing the word of Christ. So, so I love that. I love that even you're able to articulate in that you weren't saved. You wanted to have what these believers had. You couldn't make sense out of it. And, and yet there was this inward pull, right? I think, that, I think of that passage in John where... Uh, Jesus says no one comes to the Father unless he draws them and I love that word that that vivid image of a draw because it's like you like you were saying earlier you're resistant uh-huh. you're trying to be resistant and yet inwardly it's like you're being dragged and that's the, the Greek word it's like you're being drawn mm-hmm. and it's like that effectual call from Christ is overcoming that resistance and and I mean I just think that's awesome that you bring that up because maybe there are listeners now who even them listening to this is just because they have this interest, this curiosity, maybe a family member, and they see something in you or in the believers. They want it, but they don't know how to get it. And so let's keep pushing forward. So when, when, did, when did the gospel message, which was already communicated to you numerous times, when did it land? Like when did, when did God open your eyes to realizing that you couldn't save yourself, that you were a sinner, that you needed this grace? Like, like, like tell, tell, tell us about that. When, when did that moment happen? Okay, now my daughter had been attending HBA for um, maybe six, seven years already. Okay. 
She had a friend in school who attended Nuuono, um, Pastor Fujita's granddaughter. Okay. Pastor Fujita was the Japanese division pastor here. Okay, okay. And um, she, my daughter, and uh, Michelle were kind of close. They were coming to church. Michelle's mom would pick up my daughter, pick up Tracy, and bring them to church, bring them home. Right. But, um, one year, there was, uh, well, Nuwano has always had a huge Memorial Day picnic. Right. We used to have it down at Kapiolani Park. Uh-huh. And if you guys are familiar with the parking situation, it can be difficult at times <laughs> to find a parking, especially right by the tennis courts oh, where we had our area. Absolutely. So I, I, I don't know how it came about that I took a bunch of the girls with all their stuff, packed them in my station wagon <laughs> to drop them off at the picnic. Okay. Drop them off now. <laughs> She's making quotations with her fingers. <laughs> that was your plan. That was the game plan. Get a little free time. <laughs> but because they had so much stuff to take to the picnic, I found a parking space where I could park and then they could unload. Okay. And so I helped them carry the stuff into the area. And I met Irene Yamashita there. Mm. I had already met her through HBA, her and Henry, but it was there that uh, we started talking. She thought I was there for the picnic. Right. Not just dropping off the girls. <laughs> so she told me, oh, since you have a parking space, you might as well stay. <laughs> and I, I, told, I didn't bring anything or, you know, oh, you don't have to here. We've got chairs here. We got, and it was just so open, you know, it just stay no matter what. Come as you are kind of thing. Wow. And I did well end done, up Irene. staying. And she talked to me, then the next thing I knew, I was coming to church and I was in her survival kit class. Oh my God, wait, hold on, someone? Hello? Yeah. Come in. Someone's knocking Someone's on the knocking. door. Okay, maybe they're, <laughs> okay. Well, Irene, if you're listening to that, praise God and well done for your faithfulness. <laughs> so, okay, so now you're in her Sunday school class, survival kit, and for those, of, those who don't know what that is, uh, that was for um, new Christians new believers, yep. to teach you the focal Bible verses so that you would come to a saving faith in God. Okay. Come Hello? in. Yeah. Come. Yeah. Can we leave it on up here? Uh, I, I, I think so. <laughs> that, that would be great. We're recording right now, that's why. Oh, you're recording right now? Yeah. Oh, I'm stay okay, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Downstairs, all right. Maybe I ask him over here. Thank you, brother. <laughs> that was a nice interruption. You see, that's how God is. Uh, <laughs> that was one of the construction workers downstairs. And the power going off downstairs because they need to do something. Mm -hmm. And we're upstairs. See, God planned this. Amen. <laughs> uh, so they can turn off the power because nobody's downstairs. That's right. That's right. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, let's get back to that survival kit. So, so okay. So, cause you, so, you, so you were at the picnic. You started connecting with Irene. But you didn't receive the gospel message just yet. 
No, okay. it, it took. You went to the class. I went to the class okay, and I started. Well, I think I was absent more times than I was present. <laughs> <laughs> and、um, appreciate your honesty. I don't know that I read through the book. I looked at the scripture, the scripture cards, for memorization, and、mm-hmm. I looked at them. You know, went through, not really getting into it, but just looking to see what it was、mm-hmm. really. And、uh, as I was reading, one verse had stood out so much that I went over it, put it down, went over, looked back at it. Do you know what verse that is? Um, that was in the, I think it was Psalm one nineteen one o five. Okay, okay. Let me continue. And it didn't make sense to me. Maybe that's why I kept、mm. looking at it. But、um, I, I was in and out of her class so much that I did repeat it. Maybe not right away, but it, over a year's time, I think I, I went through survival camp. Hey, praise the Lord for your diligence, <laughs> or His diligence in keeping you, man. So, it, so you were you were you were getting you're hearing those words or those scriptures that slowly, little over time, you it, you were you were still there. So when so when did it all click? Like when did it all come together? When did it become? It was sometime in October. Okay. Because see, my daughter. Tracy had accepted Christ,、okay. but she hadn't been baptized.、Okay. Pastor Joe asked her when she was going to be baptized, and she had kept say, putting it off and putting it off, without me knowing、mm. what she was doing. But she was waiting for me to accept Christ so we could be baptized together.、Oh, wow! And so finally, in November, that's Tracy, year,、right? yeah. Wow! One month later, after. I think I'd been in Survivor Kid almost the whole year. Because、yeah, this is October, you said October、yeah. is when you kind of. I think that's when I went forward to accept Christ, but not really knowing what I was getting into, kind of thing. Okay, so so up until October, you had a better understanding, but it wasn't really clear yet. Yes. And, and just... so there was kind of just like a going through the motion.、Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay.、And、okay. It was something I wanted to do, but I didn't have the conviction of、mm, it yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, I accepted Christ.、Okay. I walked the aisle, you know, went up and prayed the sinner's prayer with Pastor Joe, and、okay. he talked to me. Then we had other meetings, and then decided, okay, both Tracy and I would be baptized、okay. on the Sunday before Thanksgiving. Okay, and so we were. And、mm. it still felt like there was something missing.、Wow. You know, I had accepted Christ.、Wow. I said, "If you are God, where are you? You know, why aren't you in my、mm. life?" And when you and so when you say accepted,、uh, just for our listeners too, so there is a profession,、mm-hmm. but there was still an uncertainty. There was still an unsettling. I really appreciate your clarity on that and honesty, because I would say, just in my decade of being in pastoral ministry. That is way more common of a conversation that I have with church people than than not. Meaning, I I it's not uncommon for me to sit across the table with someone and they're telling me their testimony or they're telling me about their conversion, but they're not even really clear as to what that is. But they and and so I really appreciate it. So because if you're listening and and you're in this boat, 
please continue to pay attention because because you used the word a little bit earlier you didn't have a con it wasn't a conviction mm -hmm. and so keep 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 us going because this is really fascinating in that you know um you 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 went through the mode of baptism you said a prayer um you started attending church for almost a year now mm -hmm. and so outwardly there's these I mean, it would appear if I were to look at you, it'd be, oh yeah, you're a Christian. But in, in your soul, you're kind of like in me. There was yeah. still something missing. Okay, okay. So keep us so going. Keep it, us going. It was like God. I know what I did, but I still don't have what I want. Okay. Okay. And then, throughout class, all the teachers that I had, almost every Christian that I ran into, mm. God gives us what we need, not what we want. Okay. So I was going along feeling like, okay, I, I want something, but maybe that's just not right. right it's still, right. you know, kind of not missing, uh, not there, hmm. um, like a hole that's been filled, but not completely. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I, I, I don't really know when it was that that thing really clicked onto me, but hmm, okay, watching okay. all the other Christians, I had the... Irene and Henry Yamashita, right. Irene and Richard Kanishiro, you know, uh, um, oh, I can't even remember all the names. That's now. fine. Oh, That's uh, fine. My, That's my fine. mind is going. But that generation, I kept watching them and mm. watching them, and they were still like, Lord, what's missing in my life? Yeah, yeah. Like, how, how come know? they appear to have this peace, this joy, this, this internal feeling, and, and how come I lack it? So keep us going, keep us going. And it wasn't until um, I finished survival kit, okay. so this is maybe a year or two later, okay. I was in a Sunday school class taught by Leanna Ben, who is still Leanna, teaching Mama that ben. class. <laughs> and uh, there were so many ladies in that class that I kept watching, you know, what is it that they have? Mm. Um, one other friendship that I made, although she wasn't in the class at the time, was Dorothy Lau. Yeah, and I, I think most of you would know, uh, she loves to make phone calls. So throughout this time, over maybe a two year, three year period, every time I wasn't in church, I would get a phone call from her. If I skipped church, she would give me a call during the week. Why weren't you in church? Sunday. You weren't <laughs> in church on Sunday. And to her, it was very important that it started me thinking, it must be important to be in church. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I, if I wanted to, I could go to church. I'm, you know, I live like right next door. Right, right. <laughs> and sometimes it just didn't interest me, maybe because, yeah. again, it wasn't really the conviction. Mm. So I'll, I don't know, it just kept on going for maybe another, it wasn't until the early 90s mm. that I really felt this peace come over me. Mm. Um, that's when I started having problems with Tracy. Mm. Um, when she was in the seventh or eighth grade. Yeah. She ran away from home a couple of times. Oh, wow. Uh, she started getting in with the gangs, and that led to 
involvement with drugs and alcohol mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. There were so many things going on in my life wow. that I really didn't see God working in right. through that. Right. But I think through all of that, God was telling me, I am here. Wow. And I remember someone giving me the poem, The Footprints, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I just put it on the side, but I, I remembered when I first went out into missionary work, mm. I looked, I don't know, I was looking through my things and I found that poem again. Wow. And I remembered saying, you know, God, that is so true. Yeah. That one footprint was the time in my life when I was having the hardest time, not only with Tracy, but with my getting a divorce, mm. with my finances, finding housing, mm. and um, wow. just everything in my life seemed to be going downhill. Yeah. And I, I was trying to do it on my own. Mm, there it is. Yeah. And it's like you brought you to that breaking point moment, like shaking all the foundation of your life mm -hmm. until it was like, you, you, it sounds like, and it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like in those 90s, it was early 90s, right? when you had that peace, it seems like it was at that point, because you've been in church for years now, a few years now, reading, listening, hearing scripture, reading scripture, but it was in that point in the 90s where you actually pressed into the person of Christ. Like you actually came to him, yes. not, not for something, not for him to better you. Um, and then I love that you mentioned that you were, you were trying yourself. That you were just trying to do this, hold your life together. And it seems like, because this is what scripture t t tells us, it's faith in Christ and really him, him and him alone, his work, his sovereign saving grace that really is able to give us that peace, that rest. And so it sounds like, and, and I appreciate that, you know, it's not like you have a particular date or whatever, but you do have an, a, a, a time in your life where it's like it was in the time when all your life appeared to be literally falling apart mm -hmm. and and it was simple but true faith in the person of christ and going to him trusting in god i think hearing that he's there he's with you that time was given to me because i didn't have the faith and the trust in him prior prior yes. to that you might have had knowledge and familiarity yeah but you didn't really trust him and you know i yeah. had so much book learning i right. was hungry for yeah. something so i kept reading everything Absolutely. i could get i no, read through I the you. bible i mm -hmm. read through all mm -hmm. these other people's writings about the word right. and, and yet there was still something missing i think of that passage in john where jesus tells the the teachers of the law you diligently search the scriptures because you think in doing that you will have life it is they that testify about me yet you fail to come to me and have life mm -hmm. and so i love that you point out you had the knowledge you, you had the learnedness you were reading the books but you didn't have the person and and praise be to god that he loves us so much that he would even shake the foundations of our lives so much so that till finally all we have is christ and all we need is christ 
and, and, and you know, just sister looking at your life and knowing mm. where you and your family is now. I mean, we'll get there, but praise God because it doesn't end. Like, mm. you know, oh my gosh, praise God. Okay, anyway, pray, well, that's great. So it was the 90s that you would say is your, was your real conviction and conversion. Yes. Um, it started in 87, two but, or three years, and then finally the gospel wasn't just a message you heard, but it was something that in your core you truly believed in. I was beginning to feel it. Yes. Yeah. And Everything was, was becoming in sync. Like, it's not just in your head. Yeah. It's, it's not in your just heart. head knowledge. Yes. Yes. Prior Praise to God. this, yeah. I had head knowledge. Right. I knew all of these right. things. Right. Right. And I could do, I could minister in the church, but that was just words. That was just my mind wow. saying, you know what to do. Yeah. You know this, you know that. Right. But in my heart, I kept mm. feeling that there was, there was, something not right right and right. i think because i didn't uh lift it all up to god mm. I, I wasn't asking him to fill that i mm -hmm. was looking for it myself mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think that's why he had to cut out the part of me mm. that he was destroying everything my yeah. will yeah. He, and the only way he could do that was through all my life experiences right. You know, bringing me down to where only he could do. Absolutely. Bring me back up again. Absolutely. And it's wow. so amazing that just a few days ago, I was reading, uh, oh, I can't even remember the author now, but I was reading a book. Mm -hmm. it, w it said that God needs to cut out of our lives mm. that which he knows will hurt or make us stumble mm. more than anything else. Mm. Yep. And so he takes away these things not to punish us. That's right. He takes it away to make us more like Jesus. That's right. Amen. And give us him, his very self. Yeah. And he is what we need. Yeah. Wow. Praise God. So since then, 90s till now, I mean, I've, I've known you, only you in the born again, Janet. You know, like, and, and I'm, I've just been the recipient of, of that inward conviction now flowing out through you. And so, but I really thank you so much for kind of taking us stage by stage because, um, and, 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 and I hope to encourage you if you're listening, like if you're a little bit confused about your conversion or if you even are, like, I hope what, what our sister has been sharing has, has really encouraged you. If you're in a moment where you feel like, you know, like she said, I've been reading the Bible. I've been going to, to, to Sunday school classes. I've even been serving. I had this head knowledge. But yet inwardly in my heart, I don't know mm -hmm. Christ. I would even encourage you now to just pause and go pray. And know that you are saved by grace through faith in Christ. It is a gift. It's not in anything Janet could have fabricated. She, it's not because she attended survival kit for three years and then all of a sudden now she's received eternal life no it's all purely a gift so that no man can boast it's a it's a work of god start to finish and so you just got a little window peek into god really drawing janet to himself and saving her giving her the desire and the faith to trust in him and to finally come to a breaking point in in her life where all she could do is look upward all she could do is trust and and I think it was the, the seeds that were sown, mm -hmm. the scriptures through those years that eventually it took root and it blossomed and flourished. So 
please um, place faith in Christ. Repent of your sin. Stop trying to save yourself, relying on your own efforts and works. Christ is the only righteous one, and we are saved because of him, his finished work on the cross. And so um, I hope these things, I hope our sisters sharing is, is ministering to you now. But praise God for that. Praise God. Uh, and so the 90s, you were saved. Um, you've been walking with the Lord since then. Uh, you heard the gospel here at this church. It took fruit. And then, um, yeah, I mean, as you've been talking, you've been talking about your, your growing love for the word. I do know you as someone who loves reading. You love reading the Bible. And I think that's why you and I have such good conversations. But do you have a significant scripture? I know that might be a hard question because there may be many. But do you have like a particular passage that's just near and dear? Because it finally made sense to me. I think it's Psalm 119, 105. Mm. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Amen. And sometimes, hey, certain verses will take a lifetime to learn, right? Because that's the one you said in Survival Kit. You just kept reading over. Yeah, it, over. I went back to it. Like, it doesn't make sense. So, okay, <laughs> I'll put that on the side kind of thing, you know. Amen to that. Your word is a lamp to my feet. It, when you read the scriptures, a lot of times it won't make sense. Mm. Why is God saying this? <laughs> and what I've done is I've just put it to the side. Mm. But in the back of my mind, it keeps going, you know, like right. something's there yeah, that I have yeah, to keep going yeah. back to it. Um, I now get up at four o'clock in the morning. And the first thing I do is read and pray. Mm. And so in my daily readings, I've been telling my Sunday school class, three or four chapters a day, and you'll get through the Bible in one year. Okay. Yep. So yeah. in my... That's me, sorry. <laughs> in my reading, I try not to stay too long mm. in one place. But sometimes I find like okay i'm not sure what this means and i'm looking up the definition right and and now remember i have to be at work by eight o'clock this is like <laughs> about four four thirty in the morning so if you oh i've got plenty of time <laughs> before i know it my alarm goes off at six thirty. oh where did it go but it's looking up these words that i don't know make sense at mm. the time that i'm reading it and I call it going off on bunny trails. So <laughs> my three or four chapters, instead of taking 15 or 30 minutes, right. take maybe two to three hours. <laughs> there you go. Hey, but two to three glorious hours, right? Isn't it so enjoyable? I mean, that is someone who delights in the law of the Lord. Uh, greater the works of the Lord studied by all who delight in them. And I love, sister, that you really model that so well. Um, and I think that's why even, and we'll get there to, to why God has you serving in the capacities that you are. I mean, as our Sunday school director, and not just our secretary, but I mean, you love the work. And, and, I, and I think what's a joy for me is I really enjoy seeing saints who, as they continue to grow through this life, their hunger for the word increases, not, mm -hmm. not kind exactly. of decreases. Because I mean, I think I would have a temptation to think, the more I get familiar with the Bible, I just kind of think I know it already. Where to have this childlikeness that you have to like every word, like studying, like, I mean, four in the morning, hours now. It's like, I love that. I pray that 
Lord willing, if I have more many years, like, I will never come to a place where I think, like, oh, yeah, I read the Bible already. It's like, oh, there's so much more to, to study. There's so much there's more so to... There's so much more. Oh, praise God. Psalm, Psalm 119, 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet, light and pet. Good one. Love, love that passage. Um, how about in your song, uh, an impactful hymn, a song that's just kind of hit your soul? For for a long time now, maybe ever since the first time I've heard it, this is my father's world. Mm. I have to learn to stop striving because it's not my world, it's not my will. This is mm. my father's world. That's right. And Should everything in it, you know, he controls everything. Amen. He knows what's going on. Amen. There's so much in the news about this happening it's all politics right but if you just focus on god and on the word that's right he explains it all to you this is his world that's and this right. is what he's doing exactly he made so, it all and if it's broken he knows how to fix it in which we know the scripture tell us he he's it is it's a redemption through christ yeah. praise god i love that yeah that, that's what this is yeah yeah, yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, if John Hom, if you're listening to this, then maybe put that on the lineup <laughs> coming up soon. We'll sing that in church. Lovely. Yeah. This world belongs to him. Yes, it does. And how quickly we forget that. Yeah. Um, well, since you've joined the church, I know we've already mentioned to a few things already, but can, can you kind of just give us a little snapshot list of the, the things that you've, you've done, where areas in the church that you serve? Okay. I really don't know when I started serving, but I just right know that um, okay, I was discipleship training director before I became Sunday school director, okay. or uh, this was kind of far back. Uh, as discipleship training director, I started Bible drill. This was Bible drill for kids, That's putting right. the word of God. But, you know, even at that time... Oh, you started that? Back oh, in ninety, founder. early nineties. Hey, I'm a proud recipient <laughs> of that. I, me and uh, Dwayne Ewan was like very kolohe boys. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, but I always looked forward to it. That yeah. was with the encouragement of Henry Yamashita. Oh, praise God! That was his dream to do it, and so he kept encouraging me. Started, you and know. So you you followed through and did something about it. Yeah, I just. Got oh, a bunch of kids. So I didn't know. I didn't know who started Bible drill. I just it was always there for me. So, oh, that's and, so good to know. And then what I used to do was from my building, I would round up about five or six of the kids that right. were in my building. We'd all come down to church, uh-huh. and they do Bible drill. Now these are kids of non-Christians, and they themselves yep. do I, not know I was God, there. I told but them, the yeah. Word of God was being planted in their that's heart. That's right. That's right. I mean, actually, you know those some one of the drills that uh janet had us do was they would line us up we'd have a bible and they would tell us a a book of the bible and we'd have to go find the book place our finger in it and step forward and if they called on us we'd have to without looking down we needed to recite the book before the book and then the book after and i was so well in the beginning if i'm honest i did not like that game because i was terrible and it was just like I there's been many times I would just step forward to to look like I wasn't 
I didn't know what I was doing, but I didn't even have my, my finger in the right book. I was just pretending and I was just praying like, you know, oh, don't call on me. I just want to be up here. Like I found the book and, um, but, but it drove me actually to want to know how to sift through my Bible. And, and I mean, it's really to this very day, it's helped me so much in just finding scripture. I mean, just loving the Bible in general. So Anyway, praise be to God. That's my little, uh, <laughs> my personal well, testimony of that. I was thinking the kids would come more for the playtime and just, you know, not really learning. But Which is true. Chris <laughs> being a product of Bible Trail. And there's many other kids. And not, yes, right. I'm not really sure where all of them are. Right. We still have some of them here in the yeah, church yeah. serving who's been through Bible Trail. Right, right. And I remember one of the highlights of Bible Trail mm. was... Our shopping spree at Christmas time. Wow, I forgot about that. We'd go to Windward Mall because it That's was enclosed right. and we could control That's the right. kids. I forgot about those moments. And it was because of the church members' generosity. We could use church funds to give each child $5 to buy a gift. But the gift was not for them. They were to buy a gift for someone else within the group. So they would pull names uh -huh, when they uh -huh, got there. Uh -huh. Then we would wrap the gifts and then go to Pizza Hut to have uh -huh. pizza lunch and then exchange the yeah, gifts. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So wow. It, they didn't know what they were going to get, but they only had $5. <laughs> At that time, no, I was $5 <laughs> bought a lot of stuff. <laughs> That's right. I was excited. Man. Those were good times. Some of the kids oh. had changed. Some were short a few pennies because something might have been $4.99 uh -huh. and they had to pay the tax on. But <laughs> I remember there were a couple of boys in there yeah. who had change mm. and asked if they had to give back the change. <laughs> <laughs> I might have been one of those trying to figure out a way to pocket some money. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, I, I think, I, I mean, obviously, I'm personally been impacted by that. But I do think, you know, thinking of my children, thinking of the children that are running around our church, like, again, it just reminds me how powerful the word of God is because even if because I did there's many a day I came not really excited for the Bible drill part the Bible part but you know we're going to eat we're going to run around and play but just the sheer power of the word of God being read mm -hmm. and then just us having drills to memorize scripture um, I mean I still remember the first scripture I've ever memorized which is Acts 1-8 um, you know and you oh. will see power and the spirit comes upon you go be my witnesses Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria to the ends of the earth learning the books of the Bible Genesis to Revelation like I remember doing those things, but not thinking it was doing anything to me. Mm. But your faithfulness, sister, in creating that space, putting that function together, and just faithfully keeping our noses in the book. I mean, I can't speak for all the other kids who came, who went through it. But I mean, I hope you see it in my life. I mean, being now being one of the pastors here, I mean, I hope you see, like, you have made an impact. In, in generations to come greater than you realize just by your faithfulness to keeping the Bible open and helping us get into it. So just thank you. Can I just say thank you across the table? And like, cause I didn't even know you were the founder of that. I mean, I didn't even know you started that. So, um, that was God. a long time. That was, though. yeah. Well, and that's cool. So that was one of the great ways you served, um, Presently now, discipleship training. discipleship training, presently now. Then I am now Sunday school director. Sunday school director. I don't director. know for how long. I'm getting pretty old and forgetting <laughs> some of the things. Hey, you know? plenty more years to go. 
and uh, Sunday School Director, Stewardship Committee mm -hmm. Chair, um, what else? Church Secretary. Mm -hmm. That's, which is plenty already. Well, <laughs> it's not because I don't, for me, I don't think there is that much work that needs to be done. I mean, everybody's got their own computers. They can print everything out themselves. It doesn't have to go through the secretary. Yeah, yeah. well, but hey, I'm thankful that you do that <laughs> stuff. For, for some of us, that sounds like a lot. <laughs> I'm definitely not that part of the, the clay. <laughs> I get so, like, just this past midweek service, um, I don't usually have to print out the notes and stuff. And so, because one of our sisters who does it, she wasn't—they—they uh, they weren't at service, and I was like, "Okay, how do I do this?" And I, I did it wrong. I didn't even know how to double-size print it, so oh, too many notes. Came, I was just all over the place. So, so if I had to do your job, it would be terrible. So, praise God that we're a body. That's right. <laughs> and we function very differently. And, and that's what God puts us all together for, because we each have different things different gifts that's right to offer that's right and we would really be missing something if the whole body weren't functioning totally. with the right gift that god gave them well thank you for functioning just, in the ways god created you to function in our church and still keep functioning because um, it really is it, it, it makes a huge huge difference and praise be to god for his word right praise um, the lord Yes. Well, I know we already talked about some fun memories, but do, do you have a particular memory you'd want to share with us that just when you glance back over the years, like this was a really good time, a really fun time, hilarious time or moment? I think it was. See, I've always loved kids. I used to be in the nursery. Mm. And when I first started, that's all I thought I could do, just work in the nursery, take care of the kids. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't mm -hmm. know enough. I couldn't do enough, you know, for the Lord, but I could take care of the kids. And it, as it turned out, I love babies so much. <laughs> so I, I retired from my job, my secular job uh, in 2000. Okay. And then I just asked the Lord, now, what is it that you wanted me to do that I needed to retire? Mm. You know, like, mm -hmm. okay. Uh, then just out of the blue, it was like, okay. You can watch her baby. You can watch their baby. <laughs> I didn't have the grandkids at the time, so I started babysitting. Uh, and everybody that came to my house would walk in and say, this is a nursery. <laughs> <laughs> I had playpens. I had cribs, you know, children's books and toys. Hey, we still got babies coming <laughs> in our church, so if there's any mothers listening to this, you know who to call. <laughs> And I carried that over to the church mm. because then I started working in the nursery and fixing it up and mm. trying to get things, you know, in order. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, Precious moments. Just, huh? Yeah, just working with the babies oh, that have yeah. now grown up. Yeah. And I remember, uh, I think some of you would know Ezekiel Lau. Yes, yeah. The surfer. Yeah, he I was remember one of my babies. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he had the bullet head running around. He was one of my favorite guys to run around and chase and just, like, tickle. Uh, to this he day, you probably here. wouldn't even remember that. <laughs> but no. that was good fun. And, but he was good as a baby, you know. Um, <laughs> as he grew up, he might have been a little bit kolohe, but you know, I think he still is. <laughs> oh, well, and those are good times. Huh? Yeah, those yeah. are the memories that I have that mm. I wish people would be able to 
develop their own memories. Yes. You know, yeah. it, it's good to remember my good times. Right. But I think everybody needs to think back on their good times. Mm. You know, what did the Lord do for you? Can That's you look right. back and see? You know, now I can the look back and see right? that hole that I had in my heart has been filled with so many blessings from God. God. At the time, I may not have seen it, but now I can look back and say, that was God. Yeah. You know, yeah. that was God working. Yeah, I think one of the joys of doing this podcast and just listening to member after member share is really, really enjoying the gift and grace God gave us to remember. I mean, to have memories. I mean, that's why I put um, life lesson stories in gems. I mean, it really isn't just gems of words of wisdom but to have a memory a lasting memory of the work of god and grace of god in your life like just even have one good one is like such a gem mm-hmm. and it really is i, I think uh, it's just it's, it's just so therapeutic as we even sit here and just remember the works of the lord right um well in that too there's also some difficulties so mm-hmm. i mean do, is there a particular moment in in your history here at the church, your life that you just look back and it was it was a tough one. Uh, I know you shared some other things already uh, with your own personal life and um, with Tracy and the divorce and things like that. But I mean, it could even be that, but just is there a, a difficult moment that you'd want to share that God kind of brought you through? Well, uh, I did have a very large disagreement with a pastor here at church mm-hmm. and I thought I would never get over it mm-hmm. I, it was uh, it was to where we had a yelling battle oh my and oh. this wasn't just one day or the next day oh. this was over was about three or four months oh my that's tough and that's really tough. I mean now we're kind of like good friends uh, and I respect where he is and I'm sure he respects where I am Mm. but we each do our own thing even though we are in Christ Mm. that it it is hard to try and see another's perspective when you have your own mind set on what you think is right yeah and so even though we each had our own ideas and thoughts mm. and they didn't mesh well, mm. we both are gone our separate ways. Mm. Um, it's like we still can disagree yeah. and have these moments yeah. and still be in Christ. That's right. Still be that's united. Right. And that's I think right. that's what even I forget sometimes that we have the right to disagree, mm. but that doesn't mean God is going to look down and throw us out exactly. or, you know, do something exactly. really drastic with us. Exactly, exactly. Because I think I've led a full life since then, and so has he. So. Mm. That's right. The main common denominator is that we are in Christ. Right? Yeah. We have faith yeah. in Christ, and he is everything. He's, he's what keeps us united in spite of all of our disagreements and but that's right, yeah. what he gives us to realize how much we need him mm, because mm. at the time it was like no you're not going to do that mm, because i don't want you to mm, do that mm, and mm. uh it became a shouting match wow. and wow. um hmm. i think it even 
drew me away from the church for a while, which mm. um, which happens, some, which happens yeah, a it lot. It does happen, yeah. but now that I look back on it, that I'm even thinking about it, mm. is I wouldn't want that to divide the church. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's going through my mind, but I can't get the words out. You know, it's like, Holy Spirit, lift up the words to Jesus yeah. that we need. It, it's, it's like the, the work of God that he's done in uniting us in Christ. I mean, that division, the, 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 the fight or the trial, I mean, it's, it's, it's almost, you don't want to let that, Dismantle all that God's brought together. Mm -hmm. I mean, remember a couple of year, weeks ago, um, I was preaching through Acts six. Mm -hmm. There was that disagreement in the church, right? Um, and they needed to preserve the unity and the bond of peace, and they needed to keep the word center. They needed to have others in the church kind of come alongside. They needed to get the seven, and and the church needed to work hard through that problem because a, a possible split could have happened, right? Mm -hmm. They could have let that administrative issue. That disagreement that seemed to be between the right the Hebrew speaking Jews and the uh, widows and the Greek speaking widows, they could have just let that become a rift and divide mm -hmm. the church. But praise be to God, the Holy Spirit came, helped them work through that growing pain, and so and and so even for you as you were sharing, like there was a season where it even you were leaning towards just kind of leaving, or or it kept you away. Well, praise God that that didn't happen, that He kept you, He kept our brother. And you guys were able to kind of press through and be united on what does matter, mm -hmm. keeping Christ at the center. Mm -hmm. And so I think, yeah, I think I pray, praise God for just the unity that that does come in the church when Christ is the center, mm -hmm. you know. And so I think that is a testimony. I think that's a good word of encouragement, too, because, I mean, I even think of um, Paul and Barnabas. They had a sharp disagreement on their mission trip, but that didn't separate the fact that they're brothers that they still mm -hmm. have the same heart for the same gospel. And, and so I think that's a good word for maybe those of us in the church right now. Like perhaps you, you've been coming and you, you have a, you don't see eye to eye on second, third dairy issues and it's with a brother or a sister and it's causing a, a little bit of tension, but um, please, please look to what really matters. Find your common ground in Christ and, and pray. Mm -hmm. pray for pray. the spirit of the unity of to keep us in the bond of peace and I think that's a powerful testimony that God intended the church to display to the world mm -hmm. like we're already such a diverse people I mm -hmm. mean we're already so different and then we're gonna see things not all quite clearly the same way we're gonna have disagreements but what we gotta be unified on what we gotta be central on is the foundation of our faith who Jesus God is, who Jesus is, who we are as a church. And this is really what keeps us together. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's one, one of the, the joys of being in a church that's been around for decades, right? We're nearing our 80th anniversary, is we've been able to walk through disagreements and difficulties. And I think that even in and of itself, that'll preach. Mm. That'll show the world like, okay, there's definitely something different about that family. Because how can they still be in love with each other? How can they disagree? How can, how can we come out of a business meeting where it seemed like it was pretty heated, but then we're all walking out smiling hands and right? Well, we've had many of those. Yes, we have. Right? Where it kind of got a little heated, but at the end of it all, what really matters 
is God and his glory. And that's the desire of all of our hearts. Mm-hmm. And so we, ca- we carry on. And so that, that is a huge, huge lesson right there. Um, we're nearing the end. There's been so much good, rich sharing. If you were to, like if your children or your grandchildren are in the room with us right now, or just perhaps maybe think of the, the, the babies that you're talking about. We have babies in our church. They may listen to this one day. If you could just kind of share what's on your heart to them, kind of like a, a, a lesson or a gem. Like what, would you, what would you tell them? You know, when you know, I was babysitting, I think I had seven or eight children go through my house, mm-hmm. plus my grandkids. The one thing I kept teaching them or wanting them to know is Jesus loves me. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of like my thong, no matter who uh, I was watching, whether mm-hmm. they believed in God or not. Uh, just keep remembering that Jesus loves you, mm-hmm. no matter what you're going through. Mm-hmm. And because he loves you, yeah. he won't let anything happen to you. I'm not saying that he won't let you fall and be hurt, but he won't, he will keep you mm. until that day when we are all finally united with mm. him. Mm-hmm. He will come for us. If we're still alive, he will join him in the sky or we will be raised from the dead with him. You know, it just, it, that's the main thing that you need to keep your mind on. Let that steady your mind no matter what you're going through. Amen. But at the same time, remember what you're here for. Mm. God has put you here on this earth for a purpose. Whether it's to serve your brother, to serve your sister, your mother, your father, or even a stranger. You have to remember that you're here for a purpose and that everything you do makes a difference. Amen. 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 Amen for that. The unending, unwavering, deep, deep love of God poured out upon us. Amen to that. You know, I I, I know our time is up and it's been, but I had, uh, I was watching a little girl. Her name was Emily. Mm. and she wasn't even two years old yet and I was teaching her Jesus loves me Mm. this I know for the Bible tells me so we kept singing that Jesus I don't know where I got this line from but it's Jesus loves me so and we kept on singing and one day she turned around and she used to call me grandma Mm. and she says grandma who's me so <laughs> Jesus loves me so. Oh my gosh, that's so adorable. And so I think oh. after that, I had to clear it up with her, but she couldn't yeah. understand. At that age, she couldn't understand that there were two words in there me, so. So I just left off wow. that part. Jesus loves me. Amen. Amen. So. <laughs> that's so adorable. For God so loved the world. Mm-hmm that he gave his son, that whoever believes in him would not perish, but have eternal life. He so loved, Romans 5 eight. he demonstrated his own love in this, that while we're sinners, he died. God loved you and I in a very specific way. He sent his son to live the life you and I could never live, to die the death that we deserve. 
and he rose from the grave and he calls everyone to repent trust in him this is the specific deep love of god and it's janet's prayer it's our prayer that you would know that jesus loves you so praise god thank you for sharing praise the lord um can i read psalm 119 105 to yes. close this that was the passage that's been resonating on your soul for the ages um Psalm 119, verse 105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Amen.